Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
and a commitment to something greater than themselves. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date, October 8th, 2012, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. I am uh, here in Old Town, Alexandria. Heroes. Heroes. Men like our fathers. A lot of us who were fortunate enough to grow up with fathers in the household until the time we turned 18 and left. We remember them as heroes. Our heroes. Our supermen. Men who could do no wrong. We grow up and we we understand that our fathers are not immortal. They were not made out of stone, and that in many cases they are deeply flawed. Heroes. Now, some are asking the question, well, where, where are you going here? Sweetness. Sweetness. The enigmatic life of Walter Payton. I just... Just getting to the end of the book where he is, he has retired from the NFL. Heroes. Now, I'm a Chicagoan, and I grew up in the city of Chicago, and I grew up idolizing, as many did, Walter Payton. And after reading the book, Sweetness, which I highly recommend, by the way, I come to understand that Walter Payton was a great football player. But that was it. That's where it ends. He was a deeply flawed man. And quite frankly, I'm saddened by it. Even though I've read the biographies of many men... And women. It still gets to me. When I come to the realization that the person I'm reading about couldn't possibly be the person I grew up idolizing. Wow. So... With that said, we move on 
to Barack Hussein Obama. He is not who he says he is. He's not who we think he is. He's not what he pretends to be. But perhaps it's going to take a little less than nearly a lifetime to figure that out. Now, I just finished up post-production work on a movie, consultation work on a movie by Steven Spielberg titled Lincoln. I urge you to go see that movie. It is a very realistic portrayal of President Lincoln during the time of the Civil War. So, you've got two things to think about here. Well, no three. The part two of Atlas Shrugged coming out this coming Friday. Sweetness, the enigmatic life of Walter Payton. If you're like me and you travel around a lot, doing a lot of driving, a lot of flying, you might want to go to iTunes and get the audio book. It is very good. Also, coming up is, uh, well, on sale right here and right now. You can get it on iTunes or wherever books are sold. Is uh, Killing Kennedy. Bill O'Reilly's follow-up to Killing Lincoln. I urge you to go ahead and get it on audiobook. Listen to it while you're driving. Uh, Listen to it uh, while you're on the train, whatever. All right, so here we go. We've gotten gotten all that out of the way. Let's get this show on the road. President Obama, as you may know, had a terrible week last week. Supporters and opponents were shocked that he could he could possibly be so off his game. They shouldn't have been. The dude didn't have a teleprompter. He had to stand there and actually speak off the cuff and use his brain. Chris Matthews, <laughs> I swear to God, one of these days that guy is going to drop from a, a massive coronary. He's just going to drop. It's either going to be a coronary or a stroke right there on television. Because, damn. Let's. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there just yet, but let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and go there <laughs> right now. And listen to Chris Matthews pretty much lose his mind. It is it it's it's hilarious on its face. Then we're gonna talk about it. The call in number is three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred. Poor Chris Matthews, uh, for his response yeah. in Denver, Chris, what'd you think? Well, this uh tonight wasn't an MSNBC debate, was it? It just wasn't. It had none of the things you mentioned. It didn't mention all the key fighting points of this campaign. And certainly there was no Bobby Kennedy in the green room before Barack Obama came out tonight. I don't know what he was doing out there. He had his head down. He was enduring the debate rather than fighting it. Romney, on the other hand, came in with a a campaign. He had a plan. He was going to dominate the time. He was going to be aggressive. He's going to push the moderator around, which he did effectively. He was going to relish the evening enjoying it. Nothing to do with the words he spoke. Here's my question for Obama. I know he likes to say he doesn't watch cable television, but maybe he should start. 
maybe should start. I don't know how he let Romney get away with the crap oh, he threw out tonight about about Social Security. Listen to the stuff he got away with. He said, you know, uh, emergency room. The latest thing we got from Romney, because he said so, is you know what I want to do with people when they're poor? Shove them in the emergency room. Why didn't Obama say that? Why didn't he say that? You talk about Social Security Medicare and uh, Medicare people, they're part of your 47%. You want to drop them from the list of eligible Americans. You don't have any care for these people. What are you talking about? We've got it on tape, Governor. We've got it on tape what you think of these people. Don't come out here and pretend you care about old people because you met somebody at some campaign event. You've written off 47% of the country before you even started. Where was Obama tonight? He should watch well, not just hardball racers should watch you, and should watch the Reverend Al, should watch Lawrence. He would learn something about this debate. There's a hot debate going on in this country. You know where it's being held? Here, on this network, is where we're having the debate. We have our knives out. We go after the people and the facts. What was he doing tonight? He went in there disarmed. He was like, oh, wait, an hour and a half, I think I can get through this thing, and I don't even look at this guy. Where's Romney? I love the split screen. Staring at Obama, addressing him like the prey. He did it just right. I'm coming at an incumbent. i got to beat him. you got to beat the champ, and I'm going to beat him tonight. And I don't care what this, uh, this guy moderator, whatever he thinks he is, because I'm going to ignore him. What was Romney doing? He was winning. He was winning tonight, That's and my thought. I, I, I was stunned. That was my thought. That he was winning. If sure. he does five more of these nights, forget it. Well, well just uh, a thought. It, it puts the pressure and, and now on the president. Obama should watch MSNBC. My last point. <laughs> he will learn something every night on this show and on all these shows. This stuff we're watching. This is like first grade to most of us. We know all this stuff. Well, I was in front of a crowd last night in Denver, Colorado, and I know that they're stunned. I can feel it. I mean, the president tonight was disappointing when he allowed Mitt Romney to talk about $716 billion in Medicare, and the president did not come out and explain it and go after it. I thought Mitt Romney tonight was in his wheelhouse when he was talking about the economy. Oh, Ryan is cutting 716 for Medicare, the exact same number exactly. in his budget, exactly. which was passed by the Republican. Republican House, and the president never mentioned it three or four times. He had a bite at that apple, never did it. It does remind. All right, All right. he. he, um, he <laughs> I love it when Chris Matthews gets upset. I could actually see the spittle um, coming out of his mouth. He's a very unhappy man. Very, very unhappy. Here's the deal. I have been in debates in high school and in college. I have participated in debates. When you have the facts at your disposal and they're inside your head and you can rattle them off and you're sincere, when you're sincere when you speak, you don't need anything else. President Obama, as I've said many times, is a fraud. He's not a very smart man. He's a great talker. He speaks well for a Negro. I just threw that in there. He speaks well. That's it. That's it. He speaks well. He's a Chicago shit talker. That's what he is. He's nothing more than a con man. And any time he has to speak in front of an audience without the aid of a teleprompter, he's lost. He needs the words written down somewhere so he'll know what to say. 
Now he'll throw in his own phraseology and you know, and he'll add some you know, he'll drop his R's and and throw in a y'all every now and then. And the folks. He's good for the y'alls and the folks. And uh and that's pretty much it. He's a fraud. Each time he has debated, whether it be with Mitt Romney most recently or with Hillary Clinton, he has had his ass handed to him. He's had his ass handed to him. Hillary's smarter than he is, much more experienced, much more knowledgeable. It showed in the debates. Romney, smarter, more knowledgeable, and what? Sincere. Obama isn't. Now, Obama's supporters and his distractors expect, uh, detractors expected the old Obama to show better form. And they expect him to show better form in the next debate. And he probably will. He's going to step up to the challenge. Oh, and it just so happens, folks, which we're going to get into a little bit later, those unemployment numbers have dropped below 8%. So, let's get this straight. We've got two topics here tonight, and the call-in number is 347-884-8500. The debate. Will Obama step up the pace and show better? And let me get this straight. We add a pitiful, small number of jobs, less than needed for just equilibrium, and the jobless rate sinks to 7.8%. Wow. No wonder Obama questioned Romney about whether he knew simple math in the debate. The next level math is amazing. Wow. Wow. So you add a paltry number of jobs, and the jobless rate drops. The problem with this story is that people know like, – like Ann Coulter said the other day. People know they're unemployed, and whether the jobless number is 7.8% or 5%. Those people who are unemployed, who are not working, whether that number goes up or falls means nothing to them. They understand that they're unemployed. They understand that they're, they're on food stamps. They understand that their cupboards are bare. Their bills need to be paid. Whether that number drops or not does not put money in those folks' pockets. And to suggest that because the unemployment number drops – that we're moving in the right direction, well, the numbers are moving in the right direction for Mr. Obama, certainly. But the jobless rate is not climbing. People are not finding jobs. So, while in the short term, this is all good for Mr. Obama, it's great. It's great news. Right just a couple of days after his ass was handed to him in a debate. Kind of reminds me a little bit of when Obama ran for for the Senate in Chicago, my hometown. I was there. 
In fact, I was living there in Chicago. Actually, I was living in Evanston, which is just across the border. When Obama was having his ass handed to him by a man named Ryan, there are a lot of Ryans in Chicago and Wisconsin, what can I tell you? Mr. Ryan, who just happened to be Jerry Ryan, the actress's husband at the time, or, or before that, well, he and Jerry had gone through a rather messy divorce. And Jerry Ryan, the actress, laid claim that Mr. Ryan enjoyed swinging, wife swapping. And one of the reasons why they were in having such, uh, well, difficulties was that she wasn't into that kind of thing. Now, all of this information was in sealed documents. The divorce the divorce documents were sealed. Somehow, when Obama was losing, getting his ass kicked not once for, but for the second time, the first time he got stomped by Bobby Rush for a congressional seat. Bobby Rush has skeletons out the ass, but they're all laid to bear. And everybody in his district knows that he was a former Black Panther, and he hated cops, and he even shot at a few. So all of of uh, Bobby Rush's lineage was uh, uh, lin bad linen was out there, but Ryan, Ryan, you know, first of all, a wife can say all kinds of stuff, whether you're in the house. Or whether you're in a divorce court, they'll say anything, you know, to get their uh, get their get their stash. Hey, I've been there. I'll tell you what. Um, in order for my former wife to get the house, um, she wanted she wanted to get the house. So in order to get the house, her attorney, who's still a great friend of ours, I gotta I gotta admit that, told her to tell the court that I threatened her. Whether it's true or not make no difference, he said. We we found this out later on. So she told the cops that I threatened to kill her. Boom. Thirty day uh 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 what was it what's it called? Uh stay away, that stay away thing where you can't come within a thousand feet. Boom. It was just that simple. Now my former wife and I are best friends, and we laughed about it later, and she admitted that her attorney put her up to saying that for strategic reasons, and we're even good friends with the, with, with, with the attorney because he was a family friend in, back then anyway. But hey, my point is, Jerry put these allegations out there. The court records were sealed. Obama's ass was getting stomped. Boom. All of a sudden… Jerry Ryan and Mr. Ryan's uh, records were out there, put out in the public domain. Sealed records, folks. Ryan was forced to drop out, and there you have it. Obama had an easy path to the Senate race, to victory. Alan Keyes stepped in, tried to stem the tide, but came in a bit too late. Besides, I think Alan's nutty as a fruitcake. 
and he didn't help matters much at all. And Obama coasted to victory. So, fast forward now. Obama's getting his ass handed to him in a debate which makes him look all to be damn stupid. Two days later, jobless numbers plummet. Coincidence? Is it a coincidence? I hardly think so. But still, that leaves us... uh, Can those numbers be manipulated? Is it possible that the President of the United States can manipulate or somehow get word to the Labor Department to manipulate the numbers? I mean, suppose it's discovered that that is the case. I mean, I mean, if if it were ever to come to light that that actually happened, Obama would be done. So why would he risk it? No, what I what I believe is that the numbers aren't doctored. They're simply wrong. Folks have dropped out of the workforce, thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands. They're no longer looking for jobs, so they're no longer counted. And that's just the bottom line there. So many people are out of work that they're no longer showing up to unemployment offices and the the like, and so they're not being counted, and the number goes down. So we're not moving in the right direction. But of course, Obama came out an hour or so later and said, "We're, we're, we're moving in the right direction, and Mitt Romney wants to take us back to the past, to the failed policies of the past. So, back to the debate. The media seemed more surprised by Obama's performance than the Romneys. It was Romney who was the surprise and exposed Obama's Achilles heel. And what is his what what is Obama's Achilles Achilles heel? No one expected or predicted that Obama could be so pushed off his game or look so flustered in a contest of articulating ideas. Nope. Obama's problem, to put it politely, is his looseness with facts. He is the quintessential soundbite president. Truth for him is whatever he chooses it to be, whatever is necessary to turn things in his favor, such as shamelessly exposing Jerry Ryan and her husband exposing their divorce uh, issues so that he could have an easy path to the Senate after he was being beaten. His self-aggrandizement and arrogance, coupled with a hero-worshipping media, has enabled him to such an extent that, that it's possible that he no longer believes there's truth other than what he wants it to be. That's his problem. And it's been reinforced for most of his life. Obama has created his own fantasy bubble. He began by inventing history in two so-called autobiographies, challenging anything in his self-created Alice in Wonderland world bought 
brought um, automatic charges of racism and other attacks from his defenders. After years of living in his bubble, one wonders whether Mr. Obama even knows objectivity or truth. This psychopathology was reinforced by admirers to the extent that Obama has made it a key tool in his political arsenal. And when exposed for all the world to see, he shrinks. Facts. Real facts. Facts that can be backed up. You're standing on a podium. Standing across from another man. You've taken the time to invent facts, to rearrange numbers, to outright lie, and so you've created a base, a base of lies, a base of untruths, half-truths, deceits, and you say all these things on a podium in front of adoring crowds, and they love it because they came there to see you, to hear you speak, and you could say that the 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 moon is made out of cheese green cheese and they'll just they'll cheer but stand up in front of a man who says that it's not well it's very difficult to counter him and say that it is and that's what happened the other night obama is a fallacy he is a fake he is a paper tiger. He's the emperor with no clothes. He's the empty suit. He's the empty chair. There's nothing there. There's nothing of substance in this man. And this is why he's going to lose every single debate. Because the facts are not in his favor. I'm salivating at the thought of Obama bringing up the latest decline in the jobless rate and how Mitt Romney will get in that ass because when Obama said we're moving in the right direction the other day there was nobody standing across from him to challenge him and say Mr. President you're entitled to a, your own plane you're entitled to your own house but not the facts and then Mitt Romney will lay into that ass We're going to take a short break. We've got a couple of callers here, so we're going to take our calls in just a minute. Uh, but we'll be right back. We've got to take care of a couple of things. God bless you for being here, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll take a short break, and then we'll come right back. Oh, before we do that, I need to turn you on to two things, those of you who are new. New to the chat room and also uh, new uh, listeners and, and, and callers. Sweetness. The enigmatic life of Walter Payton. About 3.30 in the morning, you see, I fall asleep with the audiobook playing on the, um, on the iPad over here. So every now and then I'll wake up and I'll hear little bits and pieces <laughs> and I'll instinctively push the little needle back, the dial back and rewind it a little bit and then fall asleep again. I'll, ne I'll never get to the end at that rate, but I'm getting closer toward the end. It it's bringing tears to my eyes, folks, honestly. Honestly. I'm not doing an Obama here. I'm actually, I'm, it it's, it's actually getting to an emotional point. One, to find out that he's certainly not at all the man that I thought he was. 
and the fact that he's pretty much coming to the end of his life. Oh, also, also, you have got to get yourself a copy of Killing Kennedy, Bill O'Reilly. That's next on my listening reading list. All right, so we're going to take a short break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Four, three, two, one. Hit it. What's crack-a-lacking, my people? What's crack-a-lacking, my peeps? Welcome. Welcome. You got it, and that's how we do it, live and direct with Juicy Rocks and the Captain. What's crack a lacking? What's crack a lacking? I'll tell you what's crack a lacking. Juicy. What's the crack a lacking, baby? What's cracking? Oh, it's cracking, man, as everybody else, but everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's cracking? Juicy, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack a lacking, Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's cracking, Ski? What's crack-a-lacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crack-a-lacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with Ski Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time www.20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lacking and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. Southern Sense Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. As always, Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard. Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with Rocks. Yo, yo. Ha. Yo, yo. What's going on, my people? What's going on, my peeps? Chiski loves his peeps, he loves his radio family, and you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GGT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself with the situation report. In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the Situation Report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean... 
Tell your friends. All right, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Uh, let's uh, listen to uh, PJTV and let these guys tell you a little bit about the unemployment manip- number manipulations. PJ News with uh, Scott Ott. Uh, I am a PJTV guy from PJ Media. And I hope to be joining these guys really soon as uh, one of the uh, bloggers, and um, you'll see some of my videos on the uh, on the program. So if you get an opportunity, tune into tune into uh, in PJ uh, TV uh, on uh, on the internet if you can. I'll put the it's PJTV dot com, but uh, I'm going to put the link up in the chat room here so you guys can check it out because. Uh, I know that a lot of you guys are familiar with PJ Media, but uh, it's really it really is uh, you know if you're not familiar with it, check it out. You'll love it, and then uh, you know my stock in the company will go up, and you know and I'll make a little bit more money, and uh, you know it'll all be so wonderful, and you'll love it too. I, you know I got I gotta tell you, you know you, you're gonna like it. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, Phoenix Rising Radio. What is Phoenix Rising Radio? Phoenix Rising Radio. I haven't heard that one. Huh. I'll bet it's something good. It better be. All right. So let's let's get let's move on. Let's let's go ahead and take some calls here. Two zero eight. We're gonna take that call in just a second here. As soon as we can get our um our thing working over here. Hold on a minute. Well, I tell you what, we'll take our call in just a minute. Um, I'm having some problems with my one of my uh, my mice here. It's just not working. Come on, it'll be up in a minute. All right, as soon as we get the uh, the mouse working again, there's always something going on here. You know, if it isn't Blog Talk Radio or or, or if it isn't uh, you know Skype, it's it's the I don't know. I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. There's always something weird happening where just something doesn't work. And then you start to wonder, do these things actually happen in terrestrial radio? Do they do they actually start to happen? And uh yeah, the answer is yeah, they do. They do indeed. Uh let's see, we've got Evil Clown in the house, we've got Alexander Solo, we've got GGT one eighty three in the house. A uh, whole host of folks. We got everything working the way it should be now, so we'll take our call. Two zero eight, you're on with the uh, with the Steve Robert Jones situation report. Hey Doc, it's Karen in Idaho. Karen in Idaho. Uh, it's, yeah. It's 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 it's, uh, it's it's Doc C. Robert Jones in Virginia. Hey. <laughs> hey, you're what's going there, on, girl? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I what? saw that you sent me a couple of messages. I was out when they came in. I'm I'm one of those people who. Who leaves his computer on 24 hours a day? But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm standing in front of it at the time. <laughs> and I know a lot of folks don't do that, but I've been I've been doing that for so many years. I've been doing it for the last what 20 some odd years. I just leave them on, and a lot of folks, um, you know, they they turn them off. They're not using them. They leave the room. They leave the house. They turn everything off. I was always told back in the old days 
when I had an IBM uh, uh, 283, I think it was called. Uh, and then, yeah, I had that, and uh, I was told that by by an IBMer that he he just matter of factly casually said they don't like to be turned off, <laughs> and so I I don't and that know. That was how many years ago? That was maybe twenty five years ago, twenty 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 three years ago. Yeah, and so I I just yeah I just don't I just don't turn them off, and they're on they're on all the time. But uh, Karen, what do you want to talk about? Well, I thought it was interesting that, that the job unemployment rate went down right after the, the um, debate. Yeah. And I heard, I've been watching Fox News, and, and one of the commentators commented that, um, or maybe I was reading it, that they started counting um, part-time jobs Yeah. when they didn't before, and mm-hmm. either that or they, the, the unemployment rate covers private sector, but they started counting government jobs. And that's why it looks like the job unemployment rate went down. All right. So they do you think jobs that, that they hadn't counted before? So do you think that uh, the the folks who do this do these countings and, and and work the numbers? Do you think perhaps they they sense that Obama was in trouble, and that mm-hmm. they had better you know you know pull his his fanny out of the fire? And so we, we're going to go ahead and do some creative accounting. Hold on. Well, let, let's let DJ News Scott Ott talk about it. It's Monday, September 17, 2012, and this is news. The Chicago Teachers Union strike moves into its second week after the union board Sunday rejected a compromise contract. The union objects to increasing the role of student achievement measure. Yeah, that's the wrong. That's the wrong one. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> so do you think? Uh, so you think maybe they um, they came up with a um, uh, trick trick counting, and then they said we're going to help Mr. Obama out this way and uh, and pull his butt out of the ringer. Oh yeah. Or do you think Obama, the fact, administration had something to do with it. I, I sometimes wonder if Obama's a puppet for somebody else pulling the strings. You ever think I, about that? I wonder about that also. I mean, but uh, you know, because it does seem to be a coincidence. But sometimes these things are well. Well, it's really hard to say because a lot of uh, conservatives, bloggers, uh, talk show hosts have been saying that Obama was going to pull something like this just 30 days before the election, anyway. And it's ironic yeah. because it's it's something that it's what actually happened. You know, they've been saying mm-hmm. that, that, that there's going to be a manipulation of numbers. I know Rush Limbaugh talked about it a lot, and a lot of folks were saying that the numbers weren't going to be uh, – the, the, they were going to go down miraculously just before election time. You know, we're all creatures of habit, and Obama mm-hmm. just had a habit of uh, when he's in trouble – uh, manipulate the numbers or manipulate the facts to the extent that it will help him out. And and it's occurred. It certainly has occurred uh, on on at least one occasion when he was running for the Senate in Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. I some but but here's the thing. It's simply cosmetic because it's not going to help him. It's not going to help him win re-election. Uh, it, just because there's a perception that things are getting better doesn't necessarily translate to the person who's actually unemployed. 
Now, I guess if you're an unemployed person and, you're, and you see the numbers go down and you say, well, things are getting better and maybe I'll get a job you know, in the next couple of months or so or the next six months or so. Maybe you know, hiring is opening up, so I'm going to go ahead and vote for Obama, and then boom, my job is going to be there. What yeah. do you think? Now, no. <laughs> I okay. think well, I just finished my MBA and I can't get a job. No one will hire me because I'm too overqualified. And my kids are like, well, now what are you going to do, Mom? And I'm like, I think everybody's being really conserv- conservative right now until after the election. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, things, are, people, if Romney gets in, then I think people will, will relax and start growing their companies again. But right now I think everybody's just kind of in a holding pattern until yeah. after the election. Exactly, and I think a lot of people, for one of the reasons that a lot of people are, are doing that is uh, because they're they're concerned about taxes and they're concerned about Obamacare and how it's going to affect yeah. you know uh, their their company in the long run. We've got five one zero in the five one zero in the room. Five one zero, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Yeah, um, Marcel from uh, Los Angeles. Hey, Marcel from Los Angeles. Yeah, um, I don't know why everybody's all of a sudden thinking that the Labor, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, which actually does all the um, unemployment numbers and all the employment numbers for the for the government, they're one a bipartisan they're a bipartisan group. So no one is so there's no and there's no political appointment for that position. So Obama can't cook the books because there's nobody there for him to help him cook the books because the republic because the Republican the Republicans in the House and Senate have been blocking his uh, political appointment since February. Second, you all, second thing is you people all, you people have to think that look, look at the three last three months of this election we're in. We're in October, November, December. Those are all holiday work. Job numbers will definitely the jobless numbers will definitely go down because more stores are anticipating a high volume of people purchasing for the holiday season, so they hire more people. Has anybody mm-hmm. took that into 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 an account instead of saying you know oh he cook, they're cooking the books. Well, you know, you, you, you know what? I I agree with you, honestly. I I, I agree with you because, you know, it just it, it's 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 bordering on you know that whole conspiracy theory thing, um, you know. And I I, I usually I lo- I love it because you know it's always just like gossip. You know, we always we always love some some good gossip, but yeah, but uh, but I I tend to think that you know. There's been some creative counting because yeah. you know. So once again, that goes, but then that goes back to what I said. There's mm-hmm. nobody there to do the creative accounting. The appointment that Obama was going to make, the Republicans have been blocking it every well, time. But you know, and I understand. But but like what what Karen said. I mean, they're they're counting now government workers. They're counting, uh, and and it's true. It, I mean, it's a fact that. Um, Workers are being counted who are part-time workers now, or you know, and a lot of robocalls have been made um, to get the get well, to these figures. That is, government mm-hmm. workers and part-time workers have always been counted because they have to take taxes from them. Mm-hmm. The taxes have to be taken out of their check, so of course they're going to get counted. Right. Because if you work one hour, you're still going to get some form of tax taken out. Not as much as somebody who works full-time, or like most people at my job who work um, a double shift. They're not. It's not going to be taken out as much, but they still get counted, so they still add to the jobless. So they still take away from the jobless number. All right. Uh, well, okay. All right, uh, Marcel. Mary in the chat room uh, asked uh, me to ask you this: How how can one 
117,000 jobs translate to a 3% drop? Once again, in his stores, in his retail stores, remember, private companies, anticipation on a very hectic holiday season. And uh-huh. I'm not saying that this is going to be different from every other holiday season, but that right there will always contribute to the job to, uh, to jobs going down. Unemployment has always been hovering around 8 and 7% for the last, since President Bush. But every time the holiday season comes around, those numbers have gone down. Now, nobody caught those numbers into question until, until Obama's got into office. Then mm-hmm. that's always been my problem. It's like, why are you questioning the numbers now that Obama's in office and you didn't question them when um, Bush was in office? Well, under that, under, under, under what you just said, I mean, g- going on what you just said, why didn't we see a similar drop last November? No, I think we did see a similar drop last no- uh, November. We? Yes. 3%? 2%? No, we've seen a similar drop. We've seen somewhere around 2%. Okay. All right. I I don't have the facts in, at hand, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you you know I'm gonna take you at your word there, you know uh, until I until I you know go back and check. But I'm not gonna say you're wrong certainly because you know if it turns out you're right and I'm wrong then somebody's looked like a fool, and and we're not in that business. So if you if 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 you say that, I'm gonna take your word at face value that this same time last year we saw a at the very at the very least a two percent drop. Yeah, at the very least we saw a two percent drop. But remember that wasn't around there was no election going on at that time. So it wasn't something that's highly been focused at. Right. Now that okay. it's an election, people are making it it's now a, a hot button issue. All right, because folks in the chat room were saying no we didn't. We didn't we didn't have a two two to three percent drop last year. So uh, but, you know it it but it now i do know this for a fact that the numbers that that the 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 types of the types of people the types of workers people who are being counted this time around are not were not counted the last time that it's not the norm so what i'm saying is um household people who have been called who say they have home businesses people who say they work part time uh government workers they those folks were not counted last year that is a fact this time those folks that i just those, those three groups are not normally counted to to come up with these numbers now that those are the facts those are i'm i'm not there's i'm not just making that one up so my question is why now that's something that I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. If it's counting, like I said, part-time workers have always been counted. And once again, people who work for themselves as their own business, they've always been counted because once again, they most most of those people hire people, okay. or, and they mostly have people who work for them, and they have to take taxes. Something, it's a check. It's a system of checks and balances. If you mm-hmm. take taxes to somebody, of course you got to count them. All right, because 2020 is in the in the house. He's in he's in the room now, and he's, he he put some facts up there. He said, uh, "Well, we've got here nine percent in September of last year in 2011, and eight point nine in October of 2011. So there was a slight drop, but not much." He also puts in the chat room nine point five, uh, and uh, and and uh, in 2010, nine point five, nine point five in 2010. So I think you know I'm not going to go ahead, you know. I, 
I love, like I said, I love a good conspiracy theory. We all do, but that's just what they are theories. Um, you know, I I I much prefer facts, and uh, the facts are what we just laid out. Um, so I'm not going to say that the rom that that uh, that the um, I can't say factually that the numbers were cooked to benefit Obama. It just seems that way. And unfortunately, in the world that we live in, perception is reality. It just doesn't smell right. I mean, right after uh, an ass-kicking of such m- m- biblical portions. I, I don't call that an ass-kicking. I mean, okay. was, did he come in there very unprepared for a for a Romney who went on, who tried to out-liberal the president in every way? Yes. Mm-hmm. He came unprepared, and he showed that he was unprepared. But well, wait a minute. I didn't like the way Romney came off either. Wait a minute, Marcel. Hold on now. Let, let me ask you this. I mean, you know what, what complaint of most conservatives is with Mitt Romney? Do you know? I'm sure you do. What's the complaint that most conservatives have with Mitt Romney? Actually, I don't know what the complaint most well, conservatives have with Mitt Romney. That, that he's much too liberal, that he's a rhino, that he's a, a Republican in name only, that he's not a real Republican. The reason why. Most of the people in this chat, in the chat room, and listening to the sound of my melodious voice right now are not Mitt Romney supporters are because they don't believe that he's a real Republican. So when he got up on that stage and confronted President Obama and said all the things he said, we were not surprised. We were not surprised at all because we believe that Mitt Romney – is not a real Republican. He's not a Reagan-esque Republican. He's not a Reagan-style Republican. He's not what we really want. He's not Newt Gingrich, which we all would have rather had. We are dealing with Mitt Romney. No, no, I'm done. Mitt Romney's all we got. The thing about Newt Gingrich and why I've always said he'll never be president because the man – Personality-wise, and unfortunately, you have to. And unfortunately, in every race, no matter who, no matter what side you're on, whether it be left wing, right wing, conservative, whatever, you have to you have to talk to your base. You have to talk to people. You have to make sure people can get into your circle. Make sure people feel welcome when you talk to them. Unfortunately, New Gingrich doesn't do that. Well, when people see New Gingrich; they're kind of turned off by the guy. Well, I said I've said that you know consistently that uh, you know that uh, that Newt you know his personality is just uh, prickly that he doesn't have any charisma he doesn't have it that certain something necessary I've said that but the thing is the point is Mitt Romney never lied when he stood across the podium from Barack Obama he said what we knew he was going to say which is why we're gonna. Vote for him, but hold our nose while doing so. So stay right there, Marcel. we got another call on the line. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hello. <sighs> no, not you, May. Yes, it is. See, you told the truth for the first time. And you know what it was? We don't want Mick Wongman, but he's all I got, so we don't care what he has to say. We're still going to vote for him. That's, no, no, no. That's not what I said, May. Yes, it is. No, no, no. What I said was that we knew, we knew that Mitt Romney was a little bit more liberal than we would prefer. And I'm, I'm in response to what Mar- Marcel said, what what Democrats 
are 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 um for lack of a better word, more dramatic word, concerned about is that Mitt Romney seemed to be more liberal than uh, as liberal as Obama, or maybe even more so. So he, so like uh, Van Jones said, that he pretty much out Obama, Obama. But that's what I'm saying. You knew that's what he was going to do. So that yes, was the plan that, that we saw him go, in, and we knew what he was going to do too. Well, and the president exactly what I wanted him to do was stand there and let Mitt Romney tell. What he was gonna do, but we still haven't found out what it is. All right, all right. So you you got the you got the uh, Marcel. You go ahead and take take the next word, well, and then uh, and then, well, uh, then uh, okay. what, do you, what do you think, Marcel? What I thought was one, like I said, the president came out there, he looked flabbergasted. But Mitt Romney also bowed out a bunch of lies about um, about health care. How he said, oh, we just put them all in. You just go to an emergency room. Well, emergency rooms are full. So you want people to pay more money outright to go to an emergency room and then get screwed in the back end instead of helping them up front. That's, that's, well, the problem. that's my problem I have with Mitt Romney. Is then he then he lies about the seven or the seven hundred billion dollars that's going to take away from Medicare when every analyst and everybody who said that that's not completely true and he said that over and over again. And also I didn't like the fact that these are the reasons why I'm not voting for Mitt Romney is because the man is a you, you watch football, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You watch football. Did you like? Did you like the? Did you? You were you happy when those when the replacement refs were gone and the real refs came back in? Yeah, it didn't. I I didn't think he's the, just, the replacement like refs did very. I don't think they were they were bad, but yeah, I preferred. I preferred. They, they they blew they blew one. It only took that one call. So it, to me, Mitt Romney is. If we put Mitt Romney in office, it'd be the same. It'd be the equivalent of putting the bad refs back into the NFL. And mm-hmm. it's going to just take one bad call for him to lose this election. I mean, he's made several bad calls. The 47% comment, the mm-hmm. corporations of people too comment. But can I, I mean, ask those you? are all bad calls. We're just waiting for that all one right. bad call to steal the election. No, no, no. We, we've got we've got less than a minute to go, man. It's, it's a shame to be American and, and, and crying about the, the job market. You should be happy. All right, that's it's enough. It's going down. What's wrong with you? The the, the numbers that's are going not the down. American way. Are that's employed. right. People are getting jo- getting jobs because they're right, building okay. malls every day. They're building houses again, and they're also building casinos. And people are getting jobs in them every day. Okay, Maze, I, I love you. I love you, but we got it. We got to go oh, now. Okay. Um, I'll call you back tomorrow then, maybe. All right. Thank you, for calling. thank you for calling in, mate. Call back tomorrow, girl. You do that. All right. Th- thank you, everybody, for calling in and, and, and calling the show. I do appreciate it. And, and there's so many things that you could be doing with your time, but you choose to jo- join in and listen to the show, and I do appreciate it. God. Don't tell me you don't know what love is when you own an absolute when you clap strange hands, when you sweat blood, when you dream both, turns out to be a footnote, I'm a man with a mission. Two or three additions, I'm giving you an honor. I'm not afraid of
Yeah. 